In the last couple episodes, we've created a PayPal checkout process, but it's not very secure. For one thing, we're just passing our variables out in the clear text uh, when we click on the checkout link. This isn't very good because anyone can come in here and adjust the variables and go to that URL and then change the price of the products, for example, as they check out. We don't want this, so let's encrypt all this content through our checkout link. To encrypt this, we'll have to create a private key and a public certificate on our end, and then we'll upload our certificate to PayPal and then download their public certificate. And we can use this to uh, encrypt this link variables. The first thing I want to do is create a cert directory at the root of our Rails project. Uh, so this way we have a good location to put all of our site certificates and uh, our private key. All right, so the first thing I want to do here is create a private key. So I'm just going to use this command here. Uh, you may need to install OpenSSL if you don't have it already. And by the way, all these commands are going to be at railscast.com on the show notes because there's quite a few commands and a bit of code in this episode. All right, and then we want to use that private key and make a public certificate. So you might use a command that looks like this, and then you'll just need to fill in some information here uh, as it states. And then once you do that, you should have a certificate file, which we can then upload to uh, PayPal. To do that, we'll just go to our PayPal sandbox and log in as our seller. And there we go. Now we're all logged into the seller test account that we set up in the first episode. And then you, next you go to the profile. And then in here, you just go down to the encrypted payment settings. And here is where we can upload our public certificate. Just go down to the bottom, click add then choose the file, and then we choose to upload our application's certificate, our public certificate, not the key, because that's your private key that you don't want to share with anyone. And then we click Add, and there we go. Now if we scroll down to the bottom, we can see our certificate is now listed here. And take note of the cert ID, because we're going to have to use this later on in the episode to communicate with PayPal. And we next we have to download our public uh, PayPal's public certificate, and when I click that button, it puts a file in my downloads directory uh, called uh, PayPal certpem.txt. And so we want to move this into our application cert directory. So I'll just go there. And I'm going to rename this just to PayPal cert.pem. So if we go there, we can then see that we now have three files here that we can use. Uh, to encrypt uh, the variables when we pass them to PayPal. Okay, so here's the view for that cart page, and this is where we have that checkout link. So currently, it is just a simple link that we're passing a URL to, and we're generating that URL inside of our cart model, and this just passes all those variables for all the cart items in the URL. However, this is going to cause a bit of an issue when we go to the encrypted version because the encrypted text is quite a bit longer and I don't really feel comfortable putting that inside of a simple git request in a URL like this. So instead let's change this a bit and make this a form and submit our encrypted content through a post request instead. So to do that I'll just paste in some text to replace this and so here we have a form instead of a simple link and uh, this has a couple of hidden fields here. Well first of all the form is just going to go to the PayPal's page uh, where the other link was going. And uh, the hidden fields here, one is a command which is just simply telling it's going to be a encrypted um, checkout button basically. And then the other one is just the encrypted content 
that we're going to ask our cart for. So before we had it generate the URL, here we're just going to have it generate the encrypted content with all those variables inside of it uh, that we passed to PayPal, and then we just have our checkout button. Okay, so inside of our cart model, we want to change this PayPal URL method to be PayPal encrypted. And instead of returning a URL, we want to just return these values in the encrypted format to pass to PayPal uh, through the form. But before I get into the encryption part, I just want to add another uh, variable here that we're going to pass in called cert ID. And this will be the, uh, the certificate ID that PayPal gave us when we uploaded our uh, public certificate to the site. Now let's tackle the encryption. So this method needs to return these values in encrypted format. So let's move this into a separate method called encrypt for PayPal. Then we'll just pass in our values hash. Now, unfortunately, this method will be a little bit complicated. So I'm just going to paste in the code here. And the first thing we want to do is I'm just setting a few constants. And I'm just reading the files content for each of the uh, certificates and our private key. So this way it doesn't have to read from the disk every single time this method is called from now on. And this encrypt for PayPal method is um, unfortunately kind of ugly, but it's the easiest way I could figure out how to do it. Uh, it's just two really long lines that you just kind of have here uh, to encrypt all the content using OpenSSL. Now if you find a better way to do this, please let me know. Uh, I haven't found a better way besides hiding it in a plugin or something. Now when we go to our cart page, you can see we have a now checkout button. And if we view the source, you can see here that we now have a form with a hidden field called encrypted with that all that encrypted content in here. Now, um, so when someone comes here, they don't have an easy way to just change the price of items as they go to their shopping cart. So let's try clicking the button and see if it works. And there we go, that takes us again to that familiar PayPal page with the items in our cart. So now they're being passed as encrypted values instead of just plain text. Now that we're using encryption, it's a good idea to block all non-encrypted uh, uh, requests. So to do that, just go to your PayPal profile tab and then click on the website payment preferences link. And here, just scroll down a ways and you can see the block non-encrypted web payments. We wanna turn that on so that way um, non-encrypted versions don't pass. Now our application is not entirely secure yet because we're still interacting with PayPal in one other area. Here specifically, when we're creating our payment notification when PayPal sends its IPN, uh, this can be spoofed. So anyone can send and trigger this action resulting in us saying, okay, your, your cart must have been purchased even if pay PayPal isn't really the one sending it. They can pretend they are. Now there's a couple different ways to solve this problem. One way is to use what's called a postback, and that is when you receive this uh, payment notification request, you have to send another request to PayPal and confirm that PayPal really sent this. Another solution is called a shared secret, and that is you just append some variable to the end of your payment notification URL, and then you just confirm that variable is the same value when you receive it on this end. Um, that only works if your values are encrypted, of course, so that they can't see your shared secret that you're passing in to PayPal. But here we are encrypted, so uh, that's the solution I'm going to go with because it's a bit simpler. You don't have to worry about send, sending a second request to PayPal. 
Okay, so when we're generating our payment notification URL, uh, let's just hard code in an another variable here that we're going to pass in. I'm going to call it secret, and then let's just pass in a string. And of course, we want to change this for production, but let's just try this out. And then inside of our payment notification model, here is where we mark our cart as purchased. And we only want to do that if our shared secret is the same. So we can look at our params and see if our secret is the string that we passed in. So now our cart will only be marked as purchased if those strings match. Now you may want to change this behavior a bit so that um, it'll you know, mark the notification as fraudulent in the cart itself and uh, send off bells and whistles and maybe an email to you letting you know that someone's trying to uh, mess with the system. Now it's also a good idea to do a few more checks in here just to make sure everything matches up and to prevent anyone from really getting through with invalid data. Um, so you might do something like this where you check the receiver email just to make sure it's your email address, the seller's email. Um, check the, the gross and make sure it's the total price of the cart. And the currency, make sure it's US dollars and so on. And you can really go all out here and check every single PayPal variable that they're going to send you and make sure it matches up with your values. But I'll leave that to you and your discretion on how uh, much checking you want to do here. And of course, you may want to change the behavior a bit so that if something doesn't match up, you know, it sends you an email or marks it as fraud. So for the most part, this is all working. However, we are tossing a lot of strings around in this application that are really specific to the current development environment. It'd be nice if we could abstract these into some kind of configuration file and remove some of the duplication there. So to use this, I'm going to use my nifty config generator script, which just generates a config file and uh, an initializer to load it. Uh, this technique is just very similar to uh, episode 85, where I show you how to make a configuration file for different environments. And here's what that generated config file looks like. So now we have a good place to put stuff that changes depending on the environment. So we could put all these PayPal settings in here where the seller's email account, the cert ID, the URL, we go to the, the sandbox PayPal uh, site and so on. So all this can change between development and production without us having to alter the code each time. So now whenever we reference those values throughout our application, we just call through the app config which is going to be that config.yaml file. Uh, so we can just say our PayPal email, which is the value in that config file, and we can use that for our secret matching here as well. And of course, we'll want to uh, change our entire application for each of those values, but I'll do that all off camera so you don't have to watch me do, it, do each one individually. All right, that finishes up our episode on making our interactions through PayPal much more secure. And uh, it also finishes up this series on using PayPal for the entire checkout process like we're doing here. However, I still want to talk more about e-commerce in future episodes, specifically about using Active Merchant to make payment processing through a payment gateway much easier. This episode is sponsored by Pragmatic Screencasts. There you will find high-quality screencasts on a variety of subjects, including Ruby and Rails. Check them out at pragmatic.tv.